just a reminder, here at That's So Chronic, we are dedicated to sharing personal stories. We are not advocating any type of treatment, therapy, procedure or intervention. Everyone is unique, so please seek professional medical advice before making any decisions for yourself or for others. Welcome to That's So Chronic, the podcast where I, Jess Bryan, interview some incredible people from around the world that are thriving and sometimes only just surviving with chronic illnesses, life-changing injuries and potentially disastrous diagnoses. This week's episode is brought to you in collaboration with the New Zealand International Comedy Festival that's happening right now in Auckland and Wellington. I sat down with comedian Josh Davies to chat about his diagnosis of X-linked retinoschisis and, of course, comedy. In this episode, Josh talks about his diagnosis, what it was like growing up with low vision, the biggest accessibility hurdles when it comes to performing stand-up, and a little taster of his upcoming show titled Look, I'm Blind. As always, you can find all of the important information in the show notes or head to comedyfestival.co.nz to buy your tickets today. Welcome to That's So Chronic. I'm so excited, Josh Davies, to have you on the podcast today. If you're listening at home and you don't know who Josh is, you really are missing out. You are an extremely funny comedian. And actually, this year, you have been recognized for being an extremely funny comedian. And you have been nominated for the, what should I say, the creme de la creme of New Zealand comedy, (laughs) the Billy T Award. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Jess. Yeah, (laughs) a a nomination is, I don't know if it's recognition or if it's like, (laughs) it's the potential for recognition. (laughs) I love that. For those listening at home that don't know what the Billy T Award is, would you be able to quickly explain it to them? Yeah, so basically it is uh, an award in comedy that it's based on one night they get you not you apply for the Billy T and then you do a, a seven minute set and then you pitch the show that you want to do that's usually based around that material as well to to who will be the judges and then they pick the five best or the five they think have the most potential mm-hmm. and then you in theory write the show yeah uh, <laughs> that you've pitched yeah that you've pitched and and then you perform it in the New Zealand Comedy Festival and that's what's about to happen I guess and that's your show titled yeah. look exclamation mark I'm blind yeah which we're going to get to very very shortly but first why don't we start with your diagnosis to yeah. even with, have a show called with, with what's blind. wrong with me that's <laughs> yeah so you were diagnosed with x-linked retinoscysis got it in one yes phenomenal just, stuff I just <laughs> attack it with confidence yeah, that's yeah. the thing you got to do I've been practicing it on the way here <laughs> <laughs> just whispering it in the yeah. uber uh, so I actually caught the bus. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> um, got my hop card. Very fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've blended in. That's so chronic's on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> the business won't ex- won't pay for the yeah. expenses. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So tell us when this happened. I was reading that you can be diagnosed with X-linked retinoscisis, although I've also seen online that it's XLRS. So maybe I'll just say X L R S. Yeah, yeah, just abbreviate it. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading that people can be as diagnosed as young as three months old. So when did all of this start for you? It was definitely when I was very, very young. Like it would have been 
before I was a year old, they mm-hmm. they knew there was something not right with my eyes. I think I was just bad at making eye contact, and they were yeah. like, "He's he's either not a confident baby or there's something <laughs> wrong." Yeah, yeah. So they yeah they they noticed very early on that like my eyes. I think I was I think I was fully blind when I was born as well, and oh, so wow. they they noticed like he's he's not following the light when yeah. the, with the little torch they shine in your face or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was. It was from a very early stage. They knew there wasn't something quite right, and then I think, as I got, as I got older, and they were able to do more invasive tests. I guess yeah. they they were able to figure out what the actual cause was. So, what kind of tests do they do to even figure this out? I think because basically the the the, the shortened version of what it is is it's it doesn't produce a certain protein okay. in, in the retina yeah. that, that makes your retina grow and and do a whole bunch of other stuff that means that it can it can produce the right light cones that, that absorb the light and then transfer it to the optic nerve or do all that yeah, seeing stuff. The guess, retina yeah. is the tissue, I think, around the back of the eye yeah. and it helps with the central vision clarity yeah. kind of yeah. So it's Yeah, it's like the tissue layer that has all of the the red green blue cones that right. so the light comes in through your iris and the the lenses and stuff will bounce it onto these cones and then yeah. it comes in that's what creates the image that then gets flipped by the optic nerve and goes into your brain isn't that fascinating that our bodies can just do that <laughs> it's yeah it's such an odd odd like oddly complicated but also yeah. quite simple simple solution i guess it's like yeah it's it's like that explanation is a very simplified version yeah. of it but it's because it's not that easy like people scientists are trying to do that and make artificial eyes and stuff like that and it's not it's, it's not nowhere actually, near yeah. that easy to do yeah so wow that. it also i was reading the cause of it can be because well it is because of the x chromosome which is the rs1 gene yeah really showing that I did some research on yeah, this. Yeah, 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 you're, you're absolutely... <laughs> and so, uh, but I also know this because of listening and watching your stand-up comedy. So it's very informative, your comedy. And I so... I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> and so the X, uh, I don't really know how to explain this. Do you want to take over this? Yeah, so basically... There are there are two there are two chromosomes or in in our set of chromosomes there are two that that set your sex and that's the X and the Y chromosome. Yes. And women have an XX chromosome, so they get the X chromosome, one X chromosome from their mother, and one X chromosome from the father, and and the typical sort of fashion. Yeah. And then it, yeah, obviously, uh, if with artificial insemination for same-sex couples, that changes as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's it's one, you get one from each parental cell, you get yeah. one gender chromosome. And if you get two X chromosomes, then your sex is female. If you get two Y chromosomes, you your sex is male because that Y, that Y yes. chromosome is the one that is, an, is the on-off switch, basically. Yeah. It's, it's the on-off switch for a penis is basically yeah. what it is. <laughs> And so the X chromosome that you received mm-hmm. has a mutation thing going on and it has caused the X-linked yeah. redness crisis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So since since I only have the one X chromosome, yes, the the, th- the thing that was wrong with that X chromosome isn't balanced out by an, uh, another Yes, and that's one. why yeah. this is uncommon for females to get X-linked retinoscysis because they have two X and it would have to be 
like both of them would have to have this mutation to yeah. then develop yeah, yeah. into this condition. Yeah, so they're the uh, for everyone who remembers level two, <laughs> in level two biology, it's the it's the recessive gene. Yes, in it, and it's uh, <laughs> so it's either yeah when it's a recessive gene, you either you have a much smaller chance of that being the one that is expressed. Yeah. So you're diagnosed back when you are a baby and we were chatting about the tests. How does this even get discovered that this is what you have? That's the thing. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Because I I guess I wasn't as active in a participant as I should have been at the time. (laughs) Just sort of happened to me. Um, But I did, I had, I had, I think, seven operations oh, bef- wow. by, uh, before the age of eight. Yeah. So I, I I would assume at some point in that stage, preferably early on, they figured it out. Yeah. Um, what kind, What are the operations for? They basically knock me out and then go into my into my skull yeah. into, and into my eye. Wow. And the, the one I had the most, because I think there's a couple different types of operations that I had, but because throughout, throughout this... I have like a quite a rare version of this condition mm-hmm. as well, uh, so it was very aggressive from a young age, which is quite uncommon. Yeah, and so they were there were different stages of vision that I had. So at some points, some points I could see out of both eyes. Okay. Uh, at some points I could see out of my left eye, but not out of my right eye. Whereas mm-hmm. now I'm totally blind in my left eye. Yeah. Uh, at one point I was totally blind in both eyes. And yeah, and just like different levels of sight between those two. So it was very, it was a very fluctuating thing. Like I was on a new pair of glasses every three months. Sort of, oh, wow. So like sort of thing. As and a, so as how long did the, this fluctuation process go for? Uh, was that, it, are we talking yeah. years? Yeah, yeah. That was until I was about, until I was about eight years old was my last uh, operation. Okay. And that was, that was the one that they basically, they went in and at this stage, the retina was dying essentially yeah. it was like, and it was like 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 a piece of paper that's been crumpled up and then burnt around the yeah. outsides and the fire is sort of slowly coming in yeah. as, i guess it's like the visual aesthetic oh, of it shit. so it was slowly it was slowly decaying on from the outside into it yeah and so they went in for this operation and partway th- partway through the operation they stopped and they had to talk to my parents yeah about it because it's it was like it was more complicated than they were anticipating mm-hmm. and they told my parents that they could either stop the operation mm-hmm. and wait and see what happens and maybe maybe it'll stop deteriorating, the retina will stop deteriorating and and stabilise where it is and maybe start even growing back okay. more or they could strategically cut it basically and cut bits of the retina off. I guess like in a in a similar way to like frostbite, like they cut it off yeah. before before the decay and then preserve what's left. Yeah. And my, my parents and they said to my parents, like, this isn't this won't guarantee that he can see. Yeah. Uh, we can't guarantee that it'll last or that it'll even work mm-hmm. in any way. But my parents my parents basically went with the assumption that if it works if it works for six months, yeah. that's enough for him to get the the visual processes and, and like and and because I was at an age where like they were hoping I'd get, I guess, some sort of muscle memory for what yeah. seeing is like. So that even if in like 20, 30 years, 40 years time or whatever, if a bionic eye comes out, yeah. I'm not starting from zero. It was yes, the, um, like you know what a tree looks like. And yeah. You, can, you know what parks are like and cars. And yeah, all that's that. that. And I know when yeah. someone says the color red, I know what yeah. they're referring to. Yeah. Um, and so that was like, that was their, 
sort of assumption going into it of like if, if both if both options are incredibly risky if this one means that he'll definitely see for a little bit that'll yeah. be the option to go for and, and that, so what option was that that was that was the operating and, okay, and yeah. cutting off yeah cutting off the bits that were that, that were dying and yeah and so that's what they went with and luckily it's it's meant that i've been able to see for the last what's that 17 years i guess yeah okay so has your vision changed at all since that moment like gotten better or worse or fluctuated at all uh not really no it's been pretty stable there it has over the last couple of years gotten a tiny bit worse okay but that could also be down to the fact that i spend all my time in front of a computer screen getting older yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and it's not yeah it's not inherently linked to the to the condition so explain to us what the vision is so totally blind in your left eye and then what percentage of vision do you have in your right eye at the moment i have about 15 to 20 percent i have it's 638 is the the visual acuity thing that that people with like eye problems will know know, yeah Yeah, but (laughs) but no one else does so i'm like i'm like oh what's a percentage version people might get that yeah yeah so it's it's between it's it sort of teeters between 638 and 640 sort of there depending on the day um and the conditions i'm like under i guess yeah yeah does it affect the central vision do you have any periphery vision yeah because i've also got i've also got a cataract okay um so that's like it's twisted my yeah my central point of vision is a bit sort of Mm -hmm. left i guess left of the center and then up a little bit yeah so my yeah my field of vision is very very narrow i think i i like i found out i found out not even that long ago that people who see out of both eyes don't see their nose Oh yeah, I would no. Like I'm, yeah no. I can't see my nose. I'm cross-eyed at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then I can only see a little bit of it. Yeah, but like, yeah, you can see your nose. I can see my nose all the time. Yeah, wow. I can just see the little point of my nose. Yeah, yeah in my vision. Oh yeah, that's so true. Yeah, if I'm just like looking ahead, I don't see my nose. I have yeah. to really. Yeah, you have to focus on it because yeah. your because your brain it knows it's a constant there. Yeah. So it cuts it out to stitch that vision together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, fascinating! And so you do wear glasses. Do mm. the glasses help at all? Yeah, quite a lot. Okay, it's, I think it, it's quite a quite a grunty prescription in them. To, yeah, that they the, mostly I think they correct the cataract. Yeah, but yeah, there's also like a lot of focusing, um, and they're trifocal lenses. Oh so wow! It's, yeah, I've got distant, bifocal yeah. lenses, but you've one upped me there. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> it's not worth it. Not worth the price. <laughs> Uh, it's a con I reckon because uh, it's yeah it's like long distance up top mid-range in the middle oh, and wow. then a bit of magnification on the bottom but the magnification at the bottom doesn't work I think like it's just easier to just lift the glasses up like an old man and yeah. look down at it <laughs> so you're growing up with this condition and really low vision as a child and I'm wondering whether kids at schools were dicks about this or whether people were nice when you were growing up and going through school. Yeah, I think, I mean, it was probably a lot of both. Yeah. And 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 in reality, it's probably my friends were the ones who were the worst about yeah. it. Because <laughs> they love you the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, we know how to hurt them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I think I was quite lucky. Like, I didn't have any any massive amount of bullying or anything for yeah. it. Even even at my high school, which has yeah has doesn't have a great reputation for bullying, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's definitely on the rougher side. Yeah, was it? Yeah, no, it wasn't one of the 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 best schools out there. Yeah, 
like my I feel like my entire year group were pretty chill. Like there there wasn't. I mean, I guess well to me anyway, and you know who yeah. cares about everyone else? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I think what they was just like, yeah. Most people I got along with most people. That's awesome. And yeah. Well, and it might have just been, I guess because my memory is so bad that's the thing mm-hmm. I could have been severely bullied <laughs> and just not remember, remember. yeah, yeah just, just have absolutely no clue but like yeah it was a great time and then there's some bullies out there being like he doesn't even remember, remember me, me yeah. <laughs> how dare he I made his life hell <laughs> I had spreadsheets on the ways I would hurt him <laughs> were there any special accommodations that you had to have at school to help you pass yeah, school I, yeah I had quite a few what I, were um, they the first, I, well, I guess the simplest one was I always sat at the front of the class. Yeah, when I was doing yeah. research on this, it was like, there's a few treatment plans. Mm. Make sure they sit at the front of the class. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's very funny that as far as technology has come, it's still the default. It's just yeah. put, put them closer to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I was always sitting at the front of the class. And then I, when I was in, when I was in year eight, I got through through blends which is blind and low vision low vision education network new zealand who are like they specialize in schooling and making sure that kids in school with who are blind or low vision Mm -hmm. get the right resources they need and stuff like that um and they were great like i i got i got i got a laptop through them that had oh what was it called a magnolink is what it was called and it was it sounds cool. It was terrible. What oh, it was, because no. <laughs> it was. This is in two thousand eight, so laptops weren't great. They they were like they were getting there, but they weren't good. They didn't have they didn't have good webcams or anything like that in yeah. them. So I had this pretty chunky laptop. Mm-hmm. Probably weighed like fifteen tons. As yeah, well. yeah, and and then I had this Magnolink, which was like a separate. It was kind of like a big webcam on it, like on a giraffe neck. Okay. gimbal type thing that just sat up there that you could like twist around but the base for it because it was like this long stick yeah the base for it was just a solid weight like <laughs> just like a two kilo weight that you stuck this thing on and that was fine at primary school where you sit in the same classroom all day yes. and like and it was really useful because it just meant like i had this camera that could zoom in onto the board on wow. this laptop screen there and then be working and that was like that was really useful and especially back then that was probably like yeah. really smart technology yeah yeah it was yeah it was future tech yeah. basically <laughs> But then once I got to to college and you're like you're going from class to class and carrying around, I immediately stopped yeah. using it because I was like, nah, I'll just I'll just sit at the front yeah. and and copy off my friends. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was always like that was that was how I passed chemistry, as my friend my my friend Tong said would just write down these big paragraphs that our chemistry teacher would write on chalk. Yeah. He'd just write it down and then he'd hand me his book and just play on his phone for five minutes while I just go, <laughs> do, 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 just copying it down as quickly as I can. Wow. But now, like now it's so much, I think it's so much easier because you can just like have an iPad. Yeah. Zoom in, take a picture of the screen and you've got it there. Yeah. And then screen reading technologies come really mm-hmm. far and to the point where it can convert like a, a, an image of written letters into text that it can read and oh wow stuff so it's yeah would you be able to talk us through the screen reader technology and how you would use say for example facebook or social media instagram that sort of thing when people are sharing photos and sharing big long lengthy captions is there a certain process that you go through to be able to read and understand what's being said yeah i i don't use a screen reader myself mm-hmm. i just have a very big screen that's yeah. basically my solution i just i just i just control and scroll wheel in so it's yeah. big and and janky to look at uh but screen readers basically they they read from left to right 
in a yeah. row so it'll be like on a facebook page it would, it would go i think like it'd go facebook logo search bar options okay boom then down and then it would then read blocks of text as and because it's like how it's programmed it would see it wouldn't yeah. go that all the options on the right hand side and the left hand side it wouldn't read those and then read the and first sentence read, yeah. of it so it recognizes that that block of text in the middle that someone's status is yeah. as a single piece of text and it would read that line by line wow and then with with images it's a lot more complicated and it's it's a big a big problem that the world is not caught up to yet yeah as basically there's the technology is there for it to happen it's this thing called alt text mm -hmm. and it's an option on facebook and on twitter on and every imaging thing you can add alt text yeah. to the image that doesn't show up but a screen reader will see it and mm -hmm. so you just like if it was like an image of this room it would just be like a couch in the center of the room behind some windows with red curtains yeah and and a girl sitting on it sort yeah. of thing like yeah. that's that is, and you just so you just have to manually put that in but that is what a lot of vi uh, vision organizations around the world are trying to get people more aware of i find it really interesting and i'm trying to learn more about it all and trying to be better yeah. on the social media so that it's accessible for everybody so it's really interesting yeah and it's and it like it's it's one of those things that's quite I don't know. It's it's something that's so simple to do once once you think of doing it, but yeah. it's no nobody nobody thinks about adding it because it's so obvious that it's there. You're like yeah. yeah, of course everyone's gonna know. Like a picture says a thousand words. Yeah. As as the as the ethos we've had since yeah. pictures. <laughs> yeah. Did was there anybody in your family that had this as well? Like when you were diagnosed with it, did did your parents know? about this at all or was it completely out of the blue a bit of both there's no one that has it quite as bad as me okay but my mum has i've got to remember how many how many brothers she has yeah she has three brothers mm -hmm. and two of them two of them have eyesight issues okay one of the one of them didn't get glasses until his 40s uh Whoa. and <laughs> and was and was driving that entire yeah. time <laughs> I was talking to him one time. He's like, "Yeah, I got glasses." And I was like, "Oh, you can actually see those ride road yeah, signs like, oh, now." I'm like, I get it now. <laughs> How have you not crashed? Um, yeah. And then same. My brother has the same condition as me, but his eyesight's pretty, pretty good. Like he mm -hmm. plays hockey at quite a high level. Yeah. And yeah, and so he's and he can drive and yeah. It's basically for him. It's like if he wants to sit at the back of a lecture theater, he has to put his glasses on. So yeah, so his eyesight's pretty good, but. It's yeah. It's what happens later in life. It's like he has a yeah a much higher likelihood of going blind because yes. of it. Okay. Do, is there a sense of what your future vision will be like? Do they think that this is it? It's plateaued. It'll stay like this, or is it possible that you'll lose more vision in the right eye as well? It's pretty much guaranteed that I'll go fully blind eventually, mm -hmm. but most likely in sort of my fifties, sixties onwards. Yeah. That yeah. That's sort of their general consensus of like is like. Yeah, if it's if it's stable for this long, it'll probably be stable for a long time after. Is is there like you know they're like yeah. we don't, we don't know but probably it seems, yeah. seems like it's doing it right now. And it sounds like yeah, there is nobody like you, especially in New Zealand. So it's not like they can just go look at this other person down the road and see what happened to them. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very it's a very uncommon uh, condition. It's like I think. I've only I've only met one other person in New Zealand who has it. Wow. Other other than my Your brother. brother yeah. yeah. Um 
so yeah it's it's yeah not a not a common thing and there's not a lot of i guess literature on it yeah. and on ways to work with it were you always quite light-hearted about this when did what inspired you to start making jokes about having x-linked written disguises i don't know i guess i mean i guess i was funny like i must <laughs> i must have been funny at school yeah but i don't know again because yeah. i've got a terrible memory maybe maybe that's why i didn't get bullied because i would bully them back and yeah. better <laughs> Like they'd try and I'd just crush their spirit. Yeah, just heckle uh, the shit out of yeah. them. <laughs> like we can't bully him for our own protection. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think it was basically when I was at university or mm-hmm. before I went to university I wanted to do comedy. Yeah. So my plan was go to uni, get an exchange to the UK yeah. and do comedy there because all the comedians I liked were from the UK. Yeah. I was like, yeah. well, that's where you go to do comedy. Yeah. But then I hated university, got very, very depressed and dropped out. What were um, you studying? Geology. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Oh. I wanted to dig up dinosaur bones and... Love that. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Still want to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my new goal, I'm like, well, that's unachievable academically. I need to get successful enough that yes. I can do documentaries. I was just about uh, to say you could just get some documentary gig and go somewhere and dig yeah. up all these dinosaurs. Yeah, bones. yeah. That's what, that's what I want. I want to be like, I want to have a film crew follow me for like two days while I go and like with a hammer and like hit some rocks and be like, look, we found a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. I contributed to what these PhD students have been doing. I was going to say, for... there's like this whole team of yeah. like 20 PhD students yeah. behind you actually doing the Sunburned work. Sunburned and, and <laughs> sore and I've just gone, ding, ding. Yeah. Found a T-Rex. Well, that's cool. Something to aspire to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so you were at uni, you dropped out, and then when how, when did you do your first gig? Did my first gig, so I was at uni for a year in 2014, mm-hmm. and then I did my first gig in April 2015 in the Raw Comedy Quest okay. in Wellington. Yep. It was at San Fran Bathhouse, which is a big, mm-hmm. big venue. It's like 130 seats, I think, when it sells out. Yeah. And that was my first gig, and that went absolutely wild yeah like even even though i definitely wasn't funny then yeah like having having 130 people laugh or even if only 20 percent of them are laughing yeah that's 30 like 30 people are laughing that's like oh wow this is great and if 100 of them and then you're like this is amazing (laughs) that is so cool um yeah and then my next gig again was another it was at the fringe bar and that was sold out so that was 100 people yeah and it was slightly better and i was like oh wow i can do this yeah and then yeah and then the next gig after that was the semi-finals for raw and i died on my ass yeah i was gonna say it to, doesn't last yeah, forever yeah, does yeah. it died on my ass in front of 100 people i was like <laughs> i don't know what happened there but i, I want to do it again cool and so back then were your jokes about being blind yeah yeah is that how you would describe yourself by the way would you say yeah. that you are blind yeah i say blind just i think part in in comedy i say it yeah because uh you know you're if you're in a room with a bunch of people who are on a night out half of them are drunk yeah half of them are getting drunk mm-hmm. so it's it's easier it's easier than saying low vision or visually impaired yeah because because then that, that sort of raises more questions and like well what do you mean by that yeah yeah. And but if you say blind, everyone just goes, "Oh, I can't see good." Yeah, sort but more hard hitting to yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah, and it's much better. It's much better for flow of yeah. a joke as well. <laughs> yeah, to just it's just a one syllable word. Yeah. yeah. So were your jokes talking about that back at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. There's, it's I've always always done blind jokes and leaned on it. And have you done? Is this your first hour, or you've done hours before? I've done it's it's sort of my one and a half hour. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> um, I I did I did a version of this show two years ago. Yeah, 
that was meant to be the lead up for Comedy Festival last year, mm-hmm. which was then cancelled. Yes. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. Our hero. Yeah. Re- really helped me because I had not written the show. Um, <laughs> really, 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 really helped, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I did that and then it was like, I did a week of that in the New Zealand Fringe in 2019 and I was mm-hmm. like, this is nowhere near where it needs to be. Yeah. I need to completely rewrite it. Mm-hmm. and do it all again so it's like it's it's sort of the same show almost it's the same sort of idea behind it but it's about 60 to 70 percent new stuff and it has a very different context and message i guess i guess like can you tell it. us what the message is or is that giving it away too much um i don't know what the message is okay it's we don't a, know what the message is uh, just uh, yet it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's uh, a message disabilities are funny i guess yeah <laughs> And I actually have a recording of you doing some stand-up, which I'm going to play right now. Uh, I'm blind. <laughs> it's a long story, but the shortened version is that I'm blind. Uh, and I've extended it by telling it twice now. <laughs> uh, but I am blind, so if you're enjoying this, you'd better laugh, because your smiles mean nothing. <laughs> I'm fully blind in my left eye, and I have about 15% vision in my right. Like these glasses, the left lens is just a piece of plastic. Uh, the only reason I don't have a monocle is because I can't afford the Monopoly Man lifestyle. Josh, the audience is absolutely loving you. They're going batshit wild out there. Oh, they're very needy. It's <laughs> embarrassing for them. I love the joke when you're talking about, you know, so you better laugh because your smiles mean nothing. And it made me wonder whether you have encountered any accessibility stuff in the stand-up comedy world. In some ways, not necessarily from comedians, mm-hmm. I guess. Like like a, a common one is backstage. And like you'll know this from performing as well, like when when it's a lineup show, whoever's yeah. on in the first couple ones, they're like, "Oh, there's this person over there has like got their arms crossed, or like this person looks like an asshole, or, like whatever, whatever it is." Like, yeah, you can very easily pick out the problem people in the audience. Yes, and but I yeah, like I genuinely can't see anyone yeah. in the audience. Yeah, unless unless the lighting is right and the stage is and they're close enough to the stage, I can sometimes see the first the first row and like yeah. so if there's if there's you usually like quite a muscly dude with his girlfriend who's there with his arms crossed because he's angry he's not making her laugh and I am yeah. sort of th- sort of thing. Yeah. Like you can see that. Yeah. But yeah, like I can't I can't see people beyond that. There are some there. I've definitely I've definitely taken a lot longer to get into venues than than yeah. you'd think. Like just because yeah. I can't find them. Yeah. Um. Like there are like some venues that just aren't well signposted mm-hmm. and there might just be a door in this building you're like i've got no idea where i'm going yeah. here how do i get in but google maps is pretty helpful with that sort of stuff is there it's, anything that venues can be doing better to make their venues more accessible like that uh i think it's it's just stuff like a clear sign is yeah. always good and i guess it's the problem is when people go for like style over yeah. readability that's yeah. That's it. Or if it's just like quite high up. Mm-hmm. I think like the biggest and most frequent issue is is getting on to stage. Oh yes. Is always is always tricky because if it's if it's at if it's at somewhere like the classic, then it's a lot easier because mm-hmm. it's there's a green room with a stairway down yeah. to the down to the stage. That's that's easy. Yeah. But 
if it's at, if it's at a bar, which a lot of gigs are, and you mm. you sort of have to weave through the audience. Yeah, that's that's always quite tricky because it's like you know there's 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 stray feet and yeah. and it's always dimly lit. Yeah. And and that's not not something you can really work around because it no. has to be dimly lit. Yeah, for, for the audience. Yeah, yeah. I like I would rather trip over someone <laughs> than have it fully lit while I'm on yeah. stage. I'm like, have you ever done like a bit of a Ricky run to a venue, gone and had a practice, look around and see? That's how it exactly works? what. That's exactly what I do when it's a, yeah. a new venue. Yeah. I I always know like I know my way to the stage before that, and if it's if it's at a bar, then when I know I'm on next, I get. I get myself into a, a position yeah. that's close enough to the stage that I'm not in view or mm-hmm. like obstructing people's view sort of thing. Yeah. But that I I'm like I can very clearly get to there without having to duck between two tables and yeah. chairs and stuff like that. But I definitely there's lots of times lots of times on a gig where if I'm like if if I've done my set and gone backstage and then I'm like, I wanna go get a drink from the bar. Yeah. And then you like have to awkwardly sneak out between between rows of people, I, 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 I would say every time. I would yeah. say every every time without fail, I, I knee someone yeah. <laughs> or like I trip over the back of a chair leg. So I, sh- I should learn my lesson and just wait for the break. But I'm just like, no, I want to go out now. Yeah, I need a drink <laughs> like, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the stage was warm. I need a drink. I don't know. <laughs> With having X-linked redness guysis, I can only imagine that a lot of the time when people just pass you by on the street they wouldn't know that anything is going on for you do you ever wish that you had a big sign where you were like guys I've got really low vision that's why I'm kneeing you when I walk out or do you feel really confident and strong with this and it doesn't matter it's definitely changed over the last few years like I used to feel I used to feel very uncomfortable like out in public, if I did something that like gave away the fact that I couldn't see very well, yeah. like if, like if it's at the supermarket and I have to to be yeah. right up against the price tag to see how much it is, or have or have the, have the bag of rice right up to my face, yeah. sort of thing. I'm like I because I didn't like. I guess it's that same thing because like if I had if I had a cane or a guide dog, people would just be like, "Oh yeah, he's blind. Cool. Yeah, I get it. That's why he's doing it." But mm-hmm. without without something that is super instantly obvious. yeah instantly yeah. recognizable, they're just like, "What is that guy up to? Yeah, why is he being so weird?" And that that's what I think has changed. Like I up until recently, I used a magnifying glass for my phone just because the the accessibility options on it I don't like, and I yeah. feel like like the large font options just make the apps really hard not work, to use. not work yeah. well yeah hard yeah. to use so I was like I, it's easier for me to have it at its default setting and then just have a little magnifying glass in my pocket yeah that's changed recently because I lost the magnifying glass okay <laughs> don't know where it is yeah I, I, I had it at work and then I had it here yeah and then I went to leave the house and I was like where's my where's my magnifying yeah. glass gone <laughs> but like I've got I've got this one here Oh, I've yeah. got one of these at work, which is just quite a quite a big magnifying glass. Yeah. And the one I had, the one I had that I take with me was like a little keyring one, which was great because it didn't take up space in my pockets and yeah, and worked. And that and so that like I would always feel uncomfortable getting that out. Yeah. Like on the bus, if I was sitting on the bus and somebody sent me a text, I'd have to get it out to read. Yeah. And I'd be like, a lot of the time I would not read the text. Mm-hmm. Until I got to where I was going because I didn't want yeah you know, I didn't want to know yeah. That, yeah that idea of people watching mm-hmm. is is very unsettling but then eventually I was like why why am I making it harder for myself yeah and when I I couldn't care less yeah what this person thinks I'm never gonna see them again and if I do I probably won't remember yeah 
So your show is yeah. on my show. Well, when this comes out, it'll be on this week. So it's yeah. on Tuesday the eleventh. A, a terrifying thought. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday the eleventh to Saturday the fifteenth at the Fringe Bar mm-hmm. in Wellington. Yep. Seven p.m. Yes. Seven p.m. Yeah. Back where that second ever gig was for you. Yeah. So going, yeah. Going full circle, and the following week, Tuesday the eighteenth to Saturday the twenty-second at Sweatshop Brew Kitchen. In Auckland. I don't yeah. even know where that is. Yeah, look, nor did I until I got it as a venue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, I will assure people, it's very essentially located. Uh, yes. Well, most of the comedy festival venues are, aren't they? Yeah, they're all yeah, kind they're of walking all, distance to each yeah, other. Yeah, they're all right in the middle of town. Yeah, and you can get tickets to the show at the comedy festival website. Mm-hmm. You can just Google comedy festival Josh Davies. Yeah, but it it's should come up. also going to be in the show notes because we want to try and pack yeah, out your show. Because Jess is a professional <laughs> and she knows what she's doing and get as many people there as possible so yeah hopefully it's 2021 yeah your ability nom mm-hmm. things are going pretty good in the comedy world yeah what is 2021 looking like for you do you have to do regular checkups or tests or anything with yeah. your eyes i technically um technically yeah, i'm technically. about <laughs> i'm about six months late because i had i i it was every two years that I was getting them for, mm-hmm. since I was about 14 or 15. They were just like, yeah, it doesn't look like it's changing. So we'll, we'll put it as a, an every two year checkup unless you want to come and make yeah. an appointment sort of thing. But then when I moved, when I moved up to Auckland, I, cause I was originally from Wellington, mm-hmm. I was out of that healthcare district thingy. So they're like, yeah. I, I then had to make the appointment yeah. and, and I, I went like two years without making one. And so it had been three or four years by the time I'd had an appointment. Yeah. And I was just like, and it happened, I was, I was getting migraines and my vision was getting quite blurry mm-hmm. for like a week. And I was like, well, that's not good. Um, yeah. <laughs> probably get that checked up. Yep. Uh, and so I made an appointment and got one three months later when it was fine. Yeah. Um, Classic. Yeah. And so I, I was going there like once every six months because it was a new doctor. And she was like, I just want to see what there is. And she actually, and she actually was telling me there's a very experimental gene therapy, oh. and that's being researched at the moment for that RS1 gene, okay, and the protein that it that it doesn't produce. Yeah. So that like that's a very distant thing that they could. Oh, it's it's using the CRISPR gene editing technology basically. Interesting. To Watch to create space. yeah to create new cells that then produce that protein, which could in theory bring back some of my vision, which is quite interesting. <gasps> That would be amazing. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so I was meant to have an appointment like six months ago and I couldn't make the day because I had something else on. So yeah. I was like, I, can't, can I, I need to cancel this. And we'll get another um, one. <laughs> and get another one. I just never have. Yeah. Just ne- never gone back to it. So when you go and see, when you say doctor, is yeah. this optometrist, ophthalmologist? Uh, ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. And is that all through the public system or do you have yeah, to pay to yeah, see yeah. it? Uh, I, I go through the public system. Excellent. And I was quite lucky because the, yeah, the ophthalmologist I had for the first 18 years of my life mm-hmm. uh, is a doctor called Dr. Keith Small down in Wellington, who's like one of the best in New Zealand, one yeah. of the hi- most highly regarded ophthalmologists. And I've, and I've had him because it, the condition was rare. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> oh, I'm the only one who knows about yeah. it. I guess I have to... <laughs> do it so yeah so that was quite lucky well all the best for your show josh and Thank i you. hope everybody listening to this if you are in auckland or wellington you they come along to yeah, your it's, show it's mandatory it is um, it's actually you've signed a contract that yeah, as soon by, as by, listen, listen, by yeah. listening to this you are legally <laughs> obliged, obliged to 
And if you don't, we're going to tell Jacinda. Yep. And she's going to fuck you up. And the team of 5 million yeah. will be the team of 4.999. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Cool. Thank you very much, Jess. In case you missed that, Josh's show, Look, I'm Blind, is playing in Wellington and Auckland, and you can get your tickets from comedyfestival.co.nz or head to the show notes. Feel free to reach out over on Instagram. I love hearing from you all. I'm at That's So Chronic. If you're new around here, we have new episodes every Tuesday. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you press that big old subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and leave a review. That really helps That So Chronic make more exciting content like this comedy festival special and reach as many ears as possible. Hopefully to spread awareness and, more importantly, hope. Go and see some shows!